The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Hello and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock, Certified Financial Planner. With me in the studio today is fellow Certified Financial Stephen Lucan, and we are joined by Eli Litalusa. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing great. Nice to see you on the other side of the mic. It's, it's so weird being here because I, I have a fraction of the time that you do with Johnny Sistine and Company. It's so weird that I'm hosting. Well, I'm, g- I'm glad to be here on the, on the sidelines <laughs> watching you do the work. I, I'm happy you for well, you. Though, yeah, you do. I, I, I you appreciate do, You do well. It, it means a lot because it, it's weird standing and, and being in the, the, the figurative hot seat. Yes. 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 Yep. Got to carry the load. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Come on, the host with the most. That's it. Well, hey, since we're right around the corner from the holly jolly holidays, you guys have any big plans? Uh, charge the battery. Sure. Right. Yeah. Eat, eat a lot of that, good food. That's important. Maybe a couple beverages. Maybe an just, adult just beverage a couple, here though, there. Being yep, responsible. Yep, yep. Lots of water too. Good man. Uh, yep. Yes. Got to stay hydrated. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> How about you, Eli? <laughs> yeah. So I actually have family in from LA today and throughout the rest okay. of this week. So going to spend they, time with them. Are they regretting that decision? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, the weather here in Ohio for mid-December is fairly nice. That's, that's I remember telling my sister, you know, back, uh, I think in June, when they come back, you, you know, you're going to be freezing, you're going to be, you know, in the snow, yep. you're going to need to bring your jackets, and here I am biting my tongue. It's, what, mid-50s this yeah, past week? Yeah, it's about 60, I think, yeah, today. so yep. biting my tongue a little bit, but yeah, I'm just spending time with family this week and then next week uh, with the girlfriend's family. So That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, my wife and I will be hosting Christmas. Well, I say hosting. We're doing it at my mom's, so technically she's hosting, but we're doing all the food. Okay. And, That's a good good balance. Yeah, and when I say we're doing all the food, I mean my wife's doing all the food. <laughs> and you're and, and, supporting. And, and you're I'm, I'm clapping. Supporting. I'm yes. staying out of her way. Yes. I'm washing dishes. What do you need? Right? Exactly. Yes, that's the f- yes, dear. Yes. Sorry, I'll stay out of your way. That that whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Just so step aside. <laughs> <laughs> right, just as a, a question, another question to get started. If Santa could bring you anything, what would you want for the season? Steven, you got to answer that first. I got to think about this. Uh, world peace. I, I, okay, honestly, that, you're surprising that's, that's me with this one. Away. No, yeah. so I, I again, I just, uh, I'm grateful for everything I have. So I don't know that's if good. I really need anything. I, I, I guess as answer. I get older, that's how I feel. Uh, oh, that was right. honest. I, I don't think I can top that. So now I feel okay. bad about my answer. Go. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I would ask Santa just for you know health for everybody. Uh, you know I. Think about that very often. A few of my family members not feeling too well here recently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always thinking of them and always keeping them in my prayers. Wow. So yeah. I just realized Gold. how selfish I am. <laughs> well, I'm going to cheat a little bit. So mine already came true. Uh, so mine was wanting my wife to get a, a position in a critical care unit. Oh, wonderful. So she's going to be graduating her nice. uh, nursing school program Excellent. in February. 
and you'll be a- setting up her uh, her benefits oh, and absolutely. building no, that financial we've, plan. We've already Wonderful. talked about it. <laughs> she knows somebody who can yeah, help her with go. that. There you go. So she's getting excited about it because I'm excited about it, and she wants me to be more excited about the fact she got the job, but all I can think about is health insurance and the 403B and all the yes, fun stuff. Yes, yes, exactly. So, again, a little selfish, but I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm proud of her. Yes, that's no, that's fantastic. Part. That's wonderful news. Team approach right there. Cool. There we go. All right, before getting into the, the, the big topic for today, so ideally what we're going to do is close out 2022 or 2021 and start 2022 with getting a good plan in place and strategies on how to achieve your financial goals and, dare I say, resolutions. Yep. So before that, we'll start talking about some current events and we want to cover. It feels like, I mean, there's never a shortage of uh, content, but... I think this time we want to start talking about some major market transactions we've been seeing from some of the big-name billionaires out there. So thinking people like Mark Zuckerberg and Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. What do you know about that, Stephen? A lot of trends, right? The trend for this past year, and again, a lot of it stemmed from the uncertainty of what the tax code may become. Sure. And uh, as our friends in, in government have delayed... Right. They, yeah. they didn't reveal the surprise and <laughs> they may not reveal the surprise until the final hours of the calendar year. But people are concerned about taxation and something we've Absolutely. talked about over the years. And what we saw this year are the meg- mega wealthy people liquidating their stock positions. And as you said, the Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, the founders of Google, they're all started to liquidate, right. started mm-hmm. to liquidate throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. So a total of I looked into this a little bit more. The total Good. amount of sales. Let me just – I want to get you guys' guess. What do you think between, you know, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and the other founders who are, you know, selling their shares? Oh, boy. I, I, it's got to <laughs> be in the billions. I was going to call it a trillion. $43 billion in total oh, sales. wow. I have no idea how the money works, right. apparently. Right. <laughs> but, but it, okay, you put that – you said $43 billion. You put the pen to paper. If the concern of the heavier taxation – let's say it is a 10% increase on those from where what their yeah, taxes right. are paying this year – to what they may pay next year, mm-hmm. but that's four hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of extra cash in their yeah, pockets. Absolutely. If if they if it does become a ten percent higher tax right. increase, yeah. mm-hmm. right, just ten percent increase, that's an extra four hundred plus million billion in yeah. their pockets. Let alone for some of the people where if, I think what if you're making income in excess of a million dollars, capital gains would be yeah. the same as your ordinary income. Correct. So ten percent right. yeah. so is very conservative. You're right. You have ten percent. So you, you're talking these this tax strategies have created, and that's where I even I raised the doubt: has this delay from Congress been intentional to stimulate that I kind see. of transaction yeah. out of the unknown that may become? Because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We still don't know what's going to ha- what's in this tax law. Uh, absolutely. Very interesting. So maybe it helped uh, stimulate some of these transactions to create generate taxation. Uh, fair point. Right? And honestly, I- I'm glad we're talking about this, that this one came up. Because lately I've read more than one article online from people thinking these billionaires know more than everybody else. And they're trying to cash out before maybe some planned market pullback in 2022. Do you think these are just fear mongers? Yeah, no. I think I think it was it, it was a harmony there. I think it was a good it was a good time because the market was up. Yeah. But I think it had more to do with. I don't think they would have sold if the tax code would not be changing. Was just my yeah. opinion. And that's exactly where I was coming from too. Yeah. From those, but I know a lot of people out there getting those sorts of articles thinks there's some sort of uh, plan behind it. Maybe a conspiracy. Right. But, <laughs> right. Right. The big ones coming. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so market may come down. Right, but everything we can tell, it seems like they're selling just because of possible pending tax legislation. Yeah, I think that has more to do with it. Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, the next item here is a little bit more exciting, I think, for our high-income earners out there and those living in higher property tax states. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Eli? Yeah, the SALT taxes, so the state and local taxes. Uh, there's Good. talks about that being increased to that $80,000 limit. Okay, so what is it now? Yeah, currently 10000 Okay, so, so sizable increase. So, yeah, yeah it's the deduction. Big, yeah, the yeah. Very, yeah, that's a very big jump. I, I find this very interesting, right? So <laughs> think about it like this way. If you were to somehow utilize that full eighty thousand, you have essentially another seventy thousand dollars of taxable income. Where lots of different strategies can, you know, come into play. Whether that be doing, you know, more Roth conversions or realizing more income for the year. So I, I find this very fascinating. Okay, so you, you see it more as a, as an opportunity. So not just so right. much uh, just strictly dollar tax savings, yeah. but an opportunity to do some other tax planning yeah. strategies. Okay. I, I, you know, I'm always warning John from the politics side, right? Because he, he he wants to go there, and I threaten him. But I still ask the question: if if the Democrats are clamoring for the wealthy to pay more taxes, why? Yeah, that's their stance, and this mm -hmm. is exactly providing a tax deduction for uh, those exact right. people. Yeah. Which, again, I'm all for paying reduction of taxes. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm a little bit more consistent than the the House Democrats who are proposing this, but. It you know, seems it's counterintuitive. A, right. It, it is counterintuitive. And it's sort of just, and that's why I think a lot of this estate tax assumptions or all these assumptions on heavier taxes, mm -hmm. I always say go to the, to the uh, wealthy states. The wealthy states are going to drive the legislature because Absolutely. of the power right. they have. And this is a perfect example. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that. But uh, just to give you an idea with the last few seconds here. Uh, if it, it does increase, say we just maybe we can deduct a little bit more. We go from the 10 cap now to the 20. We can deduct $10,000 more from our income. Multiply that by your top marginal tax bracket, and that's how much money you're going to save. So start thinking that through. If mm -hmm. this does come through, there could be some benefit coming your way. So with that, we're coming up on our first break. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. <laughs> You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock. Going into this segment, we wanted to discuss goals. So for those listening, financial planning is very much goal-based. So it's not until you know what it is you want to be when you grow up, really, uh, until you can set a course to actually get there. So, Stephen, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot here. Do you have any big goals for 2022? Uh, for 2022, I knew you were going to ask this question, uh, and it is <laughs> that time of year, right? Yep. And, and when we're recording, it's still in 2021, so I still have time to think about 2022. But Fair answer. I, I actually don't have anything lined up yet. On a financial side, but a personal side, again, my it's it's the standard boring goal of you know healthier. Yeah. Um, try to be a little bit more healthy, but is that what we're going to get into? Is that quantifiable? I failed there because I haven't <laughs> quantified it yet. <laughs> That's a tough one, isn't yes, it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have anything concrete yet. So I let you down, Cole. I'm sorry. I, uh, that's all right. We still have time. We have what this is. We're recording on the 16th. We'll be airing, I think, on the 19th. So by then you'll still have two weeks. You're all yeah. right. Yeah. You get plenty yep. of time. <laughs> How about you, Eli? Yeah. So being young and new to the financial don't, planning. Don't rub it into <laughs> Yes. That was not directed at him. But uh, 
just being new to the industry. So over the past two years, I feel like I've had a lot of growth personally and uh, professionally. So I want to keep picking back off that and just keep growing. You know, I have great mentors at the office who, you know, push me to be better. So that's what I'm looking forward to for 2022. And that's my goal. That's a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, mine, again, going back to my my wife uh, securing her position. Next year is going to be a, a weird year for us. So we're going to be turning 30. She'll be starting her, her first well, career. You're getting older. Yeah, <laughs> right. We've been talking children, so I don't think anything concrete there is going to happen in, in 2022. But the idea is with uh, kids generally comes house. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's a big savings goal for 2022. And uh, again, taking advantage of her 403B selfishly. Well, yeah, but well, we'll get into the house, right? How, oh, yeah. how to attack these goals. That's Ab- important. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the very important part here. So. But and yeah, to your on. to your earlier comment before you 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 sprung the the my goals what are my goals for next year but that is the beauty of a, having a good financial plan mm-hmm. is you're constantly point. working on the goals and yeah. if you work the process and something we've always talked about on the show you'll get to achieve the the bigger picture goals by yeah. focusing on the little goals right focus on the little things the big things will take care of themselves and that's really what the financial planning process is about is it is all goal oriented and goal based. Mm-hmm. And if you create that habit, yeah. it, it does take care of itself. Because if you focus on cash flow, if you fo- focus on asset allocation, if you focus on retirement savings and estate plan and insurance and reviewing, it all takes care of itself. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, think of it, I mean, just like saving for retirement, it, it still has that snowball effect. So you take care of those smaller goals. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about taking on those bigger goals. And mm-hmm. they'll come in time. Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But I think that the big thing, you said it, when you can make things quantifiable, right? Because when you can actually put a target, not just a general, well, I want to eat healthier, then that really does make a difference. Yep. Yeah. But I think before we even get too far into 2022, what's a, a good practice to do, Stephen? Do we, do we like looking backwards? Is that helpful? Yeah, I think so. I think always review uh, last year. So that's what yep. I do at this time of year is like, okay, what did I want to accomplish for 2021? And I have reviewed it and I have pleasantly been pleasantly surprised at my progress and success rate of those goals and it works yeah because again it makes you feel good okay i wrote these things down this is what i wanted to accomplish and the how to accomplish it was what i focused on and, and it's it's gotten there that's great yeah, and i'll take a different route than that steven so you know reviewing the 2021 goals what we did accomplish but what about what we didn't accomplish and why that may be now i'm not sitting here saying go through every single item you know point out excuses or whatever it may be but identifying kind of the obstacles that you face whether that be you know for example with me i have an issue in air quotes with ordering food out when there's plenty (laughs) of food at home that rots in the fridge so you know whatever that obstacle may be you know identify it and then what's the plan of attack moving forward so you can you know hopefully hit those additional goals for the following year yeah i can help you with that too though (laughs) just always ask what's for dinner yeah, and keep but reminding I'm, I'm yourself. I'm the cook in the household, so yeah. it, it, it oh. all falls on me. Yep. Say it out loud. Speak <laughs> yeah. it into existence. Yep. I'm the cook in the household. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so getting into next year's goals and honestly just moving forward, thinking about setting goals, usually it helps to to think of them in terms of time periods, right? So it's not just, oh, I, I want to buy a house. Uh, that's a future goal, but is that in the next three to five years, then the next five to seven, ten plus? So thinking in that the short, medium, and long-term goals, and then starting to fill out those specific uh, categories. Right, and it's the action you have to focus on, right? So if the house is the end goal, right. what what does it take in between that mm-hmm. to 
whether it's, okay, you got to make sure you have the down payment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a whole separate now subset of <laughs> that's a big action items. Yeah. And then the insurance, getting, getting the, if you need a loan, get a pre-approval for the loan. Mm-hmm. All of uh, the insurance, the cost of ownerships, laying that out, the location of the house. Money right? for furniture. Again, right? Build mm-hmm. that list. It's fascinating yeah. how, dig you, how, how deep you can dig. Um, but just that, that goal alone of, okay, I want to get a house. But what about, what is all the action required? That's where you have to focus. Absolutely. So, I mean, you'll notice just from that one, they, the, the process of goal setting it webs quickly. It's not as simple as just you have a, a chart with a couple goals going down. But if you think of it more as a, uh, that, that web, something that progresses, uh, that's, that's a great point. Right. Yeah. And, and to your point about the, um, you know, the food. Right. Well, yep. The shortcut is ordering out, but it's probably <laughs> because you don't have the right food in your refrigerator. Oh, I'm buying salad. Okay, I, right. I have stuff to make the salad. Yeah, but it's just not as exciting. As okay. Like Chipotle. Well, maybe you got to make things that eat, <laughs> buy things that are more exciting than you'll make. Right. <laughs> make a menu. Right. Map out your menu throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, but that's this is it. It's all documenting and mapping it out. Right? Absolutely. The web you you just said. Yeah. Or go the go the coal route. Eli, going back to you, we'll pick on you for a minute. Okay. Just eat super boring. I guess I'm picking on me. Because um, when you get used to eating nothing exciting, then you don't have to go out to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. So to keep myself accountable, in two days on, uh, what's that going to be, Saturday, we'll mark one year of sobriety from Wendy's. Congratulations. I know a local company is not happy to hear that because they lost a lot of revenue. <laughs> but congratulations, that's good for you. It, it, considering it was four or five days a week, it was it was rough. Yeah, but that that was my goal, and it, that one is an easy one to accomplish because you can quantify it by zero mm-hmm. and just not going. Yeah. Um, so I might celebrate with Wendy's is, is where it's coming there from. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good celebration. But that's part of it, too, is celebrate. Yeah, yeah. right. sure. And and I know the other thing you did was uh, you told people about it. Absolutely. Right? And yep. that held Keep you accountable, accountable right? Important. So you constantly told me. So I was like, oh, Cole's not. And I kept yep. nagging you and being like, hey, how's that? And you're like, still still clean. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So here you are 12 <laughs> months later. That's fantastic. Yep. I'm waiting for my one-year chip. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe they'll give you a little frosty card for the one year. Get you coming back. I'll have to see if they'll do that for me. But that's why sharing your goals is equally important. That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, Because again, that that accountability. I mean, that's so big for so many people. Because otherwise, it's it's very easy to just go back to maybe your your old ways, the habits. No one no one will notice. (laughs) Right. 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 Because uh, you know, Cole eating Wendy's is not a big deal. But if you told me, (laughs) I'd call you out. That's a different story. What's uh, what's going on there, Cole? You having a bad day? Yes. (laughs) So definitely share your goals. Yes. Yep. Very good. Um, So just. I know we have a, about a moment here before we end the, the second segment. So, Eli, you want to rattle off some goals that we can start thinking about, and then we'll pick up on the third segment, start talking those through? Yeah, so some of the goals that we come across, you know, people come to us, whether that be, you know, I want to save more for retirement or I want to hyperdrive my retirement, uh, college, house yeah. goal, cars, trips, uh, vacations, whatever it may be. Those are a lot of the common goals that come to us, and with these different goals – the approach is not always the same. Mm-hmm. So if we, have, for example, have a you know future house goal, like you said, Cole, is if it's three to five years away, we might have a different approach if it was you know, 10, 15 years away, whatever it may be. So we'll keep that in mind, and I know we're coming up on a break, so we'll circle back on that. Great lead-in. So we'll keep talking about this when we return. You've been listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. <laughs>
Welcome back. You're listening to Managing Be Wealthy. This is your host, Cole Hammock. For those just joining us, I'm joined today by fellow certified financial planner, Stephen Lucan, and Eli Litalusis is with us here as well. Uh, so before getting into the segment today, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Managing to Be Wealthy and Johnny Sestina and company, you can contact us at 614-326-3077 or visit us on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. If you'd like a complimentary consultation with one of our planners, we'll ask that you fill out a brief questionnaire, set up a time to meet with you, and go from there. And while you're on the site, you can also find and listen to some of our previous podcasts and see information about our team, so on and so forth. So click around and hopefully take action. That'd be great. Great way to start off the new year. Absolutely right. right. setting yeah. goals. There we go. Build that financial plan. That's, that's a great goal to set. Well said. So getting back into where we left off our last segment, uh, we're talking about goals for 2022. So again, starting the new year right. So Eli, I know you ended the segment talking about some of the goals. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, going back to prioritizing the goals in terms of a, a time horizon. So we have our short-term, medium, or long-term goals. What's an important short-term goal that people should be considering? So if let's stick to one example. I think that might be helpful uh, if we're doing that house savings goal, right? Yeah. Or whether that be debt. But um, a short-term goal you know, for that house is, I think, very first is just shopping out the appropriate house for you. You know, you don't want to just aimlessly, I mean, I guess you could start saving, but really mm -hmm. without knowing, like we said earlier, what, you know, what you want to be when you grow up, you can't really plan for it. So if we can shop out and figure out what kind of house we're saving for, you know, that might determine how much excess cash flow you put towards just a savings account or whatever vehicle we decide to use. So I think decide what house you want to go with first. Okay. So going back to that web idea, that mm -hmm. medium term goal, maybe being the house, short term goal is part of how you're going to get there, saving toward that down payment. Great point. Uh, so even just a, a general short-term goal, talking savings, about setting up an emergency fund. Yeah. I, that's a probably numero uno goal for most short-term goals that are out there. Great answer. Uh, because, you know, what if we're saving for that house, we lose our job? You know, mm -hmm. everything starts to shut down again with, you know, knock on wood, but another variant of the virus, right? Sure. So you never know what things like this could happen, and having that cash reserve in place, you know, might might be able to earmark that towards the future house goal. Probably not. But in the event that you do lose that job or something happens, you have your, you're your own bank. You can spot yourself whatever cash you may need. Versus going into, de into debt yeah. to cover that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to, uh, to keep on that point, um, obviously, I think we've said this, I know we've said this phrase several times over the years, but pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. Always. So when we're thinking about a cash reserve, it's, it's so easy just to get in, to the uh, the motions, you're going to go about your day. You're going to spend what you see in the the, the, uh, the checking account throughout yeah. the month. But if you pause when you get paid, you make that deliberate effort to move some cash that you know you're yeah. not going to need into that savings account, and even going somewhere out of sight, out of mind, thinking online savings. Yeah, I'll I'll one up you here, Cole. Well, let's so, hear it. <laughs> so you know, and doing what you said at the end of each month or at the beginning of each month, mm -hmm. ideally putting money aside. Um, but what I find that works for a lot of people is actually automating that. So automating that savings, whether directly from direct deposit to go into that separate savings account. Great. You know, out of sight, out of mind mentality here. So, you know, in addition to building up that cash reserve, that's an, another way that works a lot for a lot of people. That's a great suggestion. So, again, out of sight, out of mind. Um, and I know uh, rules of thumbs are what they are. They're never perfect. But, mm -hmm. Stephen, what do you generally recommend for a cash reserve for a client or anybody that asks? 
it's an emotional thing. It's whatever they're comfortable with. I just had the conversation today with someone and, and they, they didn't know. Right. And, yeah. and then, then we, people say, Oh, 12 months of living expenses. Well, why 12 months? Well, six months low. Why six months? It, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's yeah. whatever, it's whatever the individual wants to, it's, it's a risk tolerance to mm-hmm. begin with. Absolutely. Some people will say, I'll use the home equity line of credit or a credit card. That's fine, but you got to be willing to pay the piper if you yeah. have to tap into it. Own that decision. So it, it's more emotional on that end uh, to what you're comfortable with. Yeah. So I, there is no mathematical solution to it, despite what some people will tell you. Yeah, and I, I find it kind of interesting, too. So um, a lot of people prior to the pandemic, cash reserve, a lot of people, and once again, nothing wrong of it. It's a rule of thumb for a reason, did that three to six months living expenses. But after the pandemic, a lot of people that I asked, they really sit closer to that 12 months of living expenses, which I find kind of interesting because, you know, everybody's okay with taking on risk until they get slapped in the face with it. Yep. So that being, you know, a pandemic, you know, n- not something extremely likely to happen, but it it just shown that it could happen. Right. Yeah, there's the fear there. Yep. But you could ask yourself, what, what, how did you respond during that? It's a recent right. situation. So it was yeah. a good learning experience for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, when it comes to short-term goals, I think the number one goal, and we, we harp on this all the time, and it's for a very good reason, is the, to track your living expenses. I love that you didn't say budget. Right, <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and try to put a budget together and see how accurate it is. Rob Peter right? to pay Paul every month? Exactly. Yep. And, and and the reason we say that is because it's reality. The living expense worksheet is, is realistic. It's exactly exactly what you spent. Mm-hmm. And don't round the numbers off. Don't say $100 here, $100 there for cell phone and, and electric. and Just document exactly what it was. Yeah. And you sh- that's what I do on December 31st. Actually, January 1st is I finalize. I look at all the expenses. That's awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. I, while I'm watching my college football, that's my now tradition. Yeah. And it was a goal of mine one year, and now it's habit. Well done. Right? So there I look, f- I look forward to it while I'm watching college football, <laughs> and I do all my living expenses, and I see how it compared to last year. Yeah. And again, it's it's a it's a simple way. Then I can build around it. Yeah. To, yeah. to Eli, to your point, then I can save for my cash reserve or save for my yeah. uh, retirement funds. Yeah. Because I know exactly how my money is going to be flowing. Yeah. And that's so important too, because you actually talked through. I mean, to a certain degree, I picked it up, but actually categorizing or where did the the, the money actually mm-hmm. go. And it wasn't just, oh, well, I spent $5,000 this month. But it's all about understanding, actually knowing you're spending. Because if you if everybody saw how much I was spending on Wendy's, it, they would be concerned. <laughs> right. Going back to that. Right. They'd be buying Wendy's stock. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're shorting it. Right, right. But, I mean, that, that's, that's the idea, right? So just understand who you are, how you're spending. And that's how you can actually take control yeah. of your financial plan. And mm-hmm. that was, again, it all, and through that exercise, you learn your habits. And the first time I did the living expense exercise, I had a food category. Okay, food, yeah. food, food, everything was food. Food's good. But then I realized that doesn't tell me much. How yeah. much of it went to dinners and how much okay. of it went to lunches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I quickly realized as much was going to lunches as it was going to dinners. So I solved it by making my lunch and bringing my lunch to work. Yeah. Right. So I was able to then maximize my economic efficiencies. Oh, I like right. That. Right. Yeah. So I squeezed more out of the dollar because I was cheaper to go to the grocery store, make my lunch than it was to go dine out. I love it. Very good. Well, we uh, still have a few minutes here, so I want to talk some medium-term goals and maybe just an important one. Then we'll get into a long-term goal because retirement's the most important long-term goal, but 
thinking insurance from a medium-term perspective, so life insurance, disability insurance, you have your cash reserve in place, we know our, our living expenses, we know what's affordable. At that point, we need to make sure that we're protecting what it is we're saving or maybe haven't yet saved. So, so I know we're coming up on a break, but yeah. you know, just to piggyback off of that, that disability insurance, I would argue, is probably one of the most important medium-term goals that you could probably have because, once again, just like the cash reserve, you know, if you have that policy in place, it might put a little bit of ease on that cash reserve, so maybe you're not pulling from it as much. But that, that's a lot of if this, then that with your current disability insurance and everything else. Yeah. But again, you want to protect what it is you've not yet made. So that, that's your most important asset usually during your working years. And then just thinking again, long-term retirement, what does that mean? Who are you going to be when you grow up? What do you want to spend? When are you going to retire? And then developing a plan to actually get there. So we're coming up on our last break. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. <laughs> You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock, and we're into our final segment. So This time we want to start talking about financial resolutions. And this one's always a tough one to get into because studies have shown that approximately 80% of New Year resolutions fail. But we're here to help instill positive financial values and understanding in hopes that we can hit a 100% success rate. Why do they fail? Why don't we address that? It's yeah, no different fair. than me yeah. saying, oh, I just want to either be healthier or lose weight. It's, just, but it, it's so hard it's to the accountability. To. Yeah, accountability. That's absolutely yeah. fair. Right? Lack yeah. of documentation. You don't mm-hmm. write them down. You don't share them, as you said. Um so ask the why, yeah, right? And that's why you got to keep it simple. I think that's the other problem is people just spitball okay. and don't really just keep it simple, yeah. right? Keep, keep a very, and there's, what is the acronym that's out? The SMART approach, it's called. Um, I think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah and there, it's an acronym. And uh, let me see if I can find it here. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. and it's the yeah. SMART approach to setting goals. So, you know, Let's talk financial resolutions since you brought that up. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I love good acronyms, but SMART's a, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, I was thinking of a different one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you think, you're thinking the KISS method? Keep yeah. it simple, stupid? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the shorter version of the SMART version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Eli, kicking it over to you, I mean, do you ever do New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay. So, personally, I like going to the gym, and a lot of my New Year's resolutions kind of float around that, uh, you know, trying to set new PRs. But then also, you know, when I was in college, a lot of them would be, you know, let's try to do better this semester. Let's try to, you know, take this class, challenge myself to think a different way. So it's more, I think, obtainable resolutions. I think that's a big thing Uh, for me. Real big on hitting the gym, too, so I totally get it. (laughs) For people that that don't know me, I'm, I'm not. That was a joke. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're thin. <laughs> so exactly. So I'm, I'm taking I, advantage I of it. I you. <laughs> uh, how about you, Stephen? Any New Year's resolutions? I, I just, I uh, I basically look at the, my goals that way as the Fair. New Year's right. resolutions, right? So what yep. are my goals? And that that is my New Year's resolution is to try and focus on that. But, you know, over the years, again, what I found successful is simplicity, yep. measurable. Um, don't overload yourself with all these different things. Um, and the goal itself, don't. 
okay, if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, that's great, but focus on what it will take to lose the 20 pounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the ride to get there. Right, and, yeah. and it may be as simple as what it, what when you go to the grocery store, have a list. Mm. It may start Fair. there versus yep. you know just running to the grocery store and picking things off the shelf. Have a menu. Yeah. So, yep. again, same thing when on the financial side. That's why we say the living expense worksheet is so critical because yeah. it's a blueprint. It's exactly. the it's the cardiogram. It's everything you need to know with your finances. That's yeah. the starting point. If so, for, for all the listeners out there, just do your living expenses. Track your Absolutely. living expenses, categorize them, be specific, and that will be your uh, blueprint to your financial success. And one hundred percent of the time, you're going to be surprised by something you find, or maybe some <laughs> yeah. subscription that you thought you canceled. Just subscriptions still alone. Yeah. I threw a, a questionnaire. We talked about it on the radio show. I said, "How many subscription services do you think you have?" I, I answered very incorrectly when you asked me the first time. I think I said four. Right, and, and then you started oh counting God. them, it's right? And 10 I, plus. I even, Easy. you know, and I spitballed them, and then I looked at my living expense. I counted them, and yeah. there was fourteen. You got, you got real mm-hmm. sad, right? And yeah. I realized I was like, wow, <laughs> what you think you have is different than reality. That, that, that is so right. true. That's so true. Um, so I mean, just thinking myself, and Stephen, you're going to hate me for saying this one, and hopefully we'll be able to break down exactly what it means. But you know, I was talking about it earlier. Again, the idea of saving for the house, right? Saving mm-hmm. for retirement. My wife will have her career. I want to save more. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, exactly. What, what does it mean <laughs> right, to save right. more? Good, good question, Eli. Right. Yeah. So I think when people think financial New Year's resolutions, that's probably one of the top answers. So yeah. when you think finances next year, what do you want to do? Save more is a pretty good answer. You might get that about half the time studies have shown. Mm-hmm. And to Eli's point, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So that goes back, Stephen, to the living expense worksheet. Is that obtainable? Is that feasible? Right. right. And, and and it can be if you know where you can cut your living expenses. Because, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. your your income is what it is. Absolutely. Right? There, it, it is what it is. And leave it at that. And then how do I minimize my expenses or reduce my expenses? You've got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier, Stephen, about keeping it simple. So, like, if you were to go to the gym and you start hitting it really hard five days a week, you're gonna get burnout. And you're gonna so get sore. Think about this. Like, you know, if the, if, the, if the goal is to truly save more, you know, that doesn't mean as soon as you get that first paycheck at the first beginning of the year that you put away half your paycheck. You know, if cash flow allows, that's great. But you want to do something sustainable because you know we still want to quote unquote save for the cash reserve or other items that are out there. So we just want to be extra careful that you don't go you know crazy. And save too, accidentally save too much money, which is not the worst thing, but but develop or developing good financial habits yeah. is yeah. the idea. Something that's that you can regularly do. Uh, so it starts by quantifying. Again, what is that resolution? We want to save more. Well, how much can we save? Mm-hmm. And then from there, how do we save more? So it's not just how much, but the how. So then to to break it down further, is it an IRA? Is it a four hundred one k? If you have access to that, is it a, a taxable account? Is it for college? Mm-hmm. So determining what you're saving for will help you figure out what that how is or what the most appropriate way to save is. Yeah, and 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 again, it, it, for the living expense worksheet side, then that becomes an expense category. Yeah, to, as we great. said earlier, yeah. you, Eli, you said pay yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's that's a great approach. It's yeah. a really good approach. So I, I know another big one, especially with people doing a lot of holiday shopping. Pay down credit cards. Mm-hmm. Especially that first one in January. Oof, that's right? going to that's hurt. That's usually the yeah. doozy, right? Yeah. That usually, <laughs> and, and, and I learned the hard way two years ago, right? And that was okay. always the January one was always that, that set you back. 
yeah. for the, the next year. Yeah, you, you feel every bit of it. Because you think you have a start at zero, <laughs> and then that first <laughs> credit card statement shows up. You're like, wow, I got a lot of work ahead of me. What happened? Right. And yeah. it's just getting harder and harder, right, with the, the Cyber Mondays, the Black Fridays, everything, sales being longer than ever, and uh, especially how accessible a lot of things are online. Uh, those, those holiday bills rack up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and being aware of what that is, what you can, even just before you actually get to that point, you put things on credit cards. Is it even affordable? Yeah. So you have to take a step back and think that through too. The the other thing too is I I, I always try to say focus on your weaknesses. I things you're 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 great. Yeah. You're you're not you'd like to improve at, and sure. from your finance, maybe it is the spending. Yeah. Right? If you're mm-hmm. you're fine, maybe it is the credit card. Put the credit card away. Learn to uh, maybe. I don't even know if they know how to do that anymore. Pay with cash or what? have a check card, right? Where you're limited. Yeah, exactly. It, it, cash. It, That's green stuff. Uh, I'm, yeah. you, you lost Paper me. products. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's that again, focus on the weaknesses, yeah. start there and that might get you your biggest advancement, right? For your financial plan. That, that That's a very good point because then at that point you can only spend what you have. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the important piece. And that's what a lot of people lose sight of. Could probably also, I think, a good one is listen to the show. Listen to managing to be wealthy. Yeah. Get some pointers out of it, right? So that's what we, that's what we try to make it realistic and relative to everybody. Uh, but this again is for the for a goal setting. Uh, just tr- try to find a one thing and just focus on the one thing for the finances. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Now, and if you know anybody, right? So not just the people listening to this, but if you know anybody that this could benefit, send them a link to the podcast. Right, get them involved, get them engaged, and hopefully help make some better financial decisions moving into the new year. Yeah, and just one little nugget. So you know, yeah. we set the goals, resolutions, whatever it may be. Set milestones. You know, have somebody help you hold yourself accountable, but evaluate yourself throughout the year. And, you Great know, point. maybe you didn't do that in 2021. Try doing for 2022, and just check in. You know, yeah. because if you're not on track to hit your goal, all right, it's halftime. We got to make adjustments. How do we get there? So it's not just Great about point. the destination, but you have the to ride. enjoy the ride. Make sure you're taking advantage of that, of that along the way. So. And how about a reward at the end, too? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Great point. No, again, you have to celebrate yep. those yeah. victories. Yep. Well said. So we're wrapping up today's show. I wanted to thank our listeners for tuning in and listening to Managing Be Wealthy. We'll be away the next couple of weeks to enjoy the holidays with our family, but we'll be airing this show, so if you miss something, feel free to tune in next week. Again, you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.